Welcome everyone to the Optimal Performance Podcast. My name is Sean McCormick. I'm a life coach, performance coach, wellness entrepreneur, and it's my pleasure to bring to you every single week the world's leaders in the field of performance so that you can live your life at its most optimal level. Plus, cutting edge ideas so that you can stay ahead of the curve in an ever-changing world. Let's dig right in. Hello, what's happening? Welcome or welcome back to the Optimal Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Sean McCormick. And on today's episode, we're joined again by Dr. Jim Stray Gunderson. He is the co-creator of Be Strong Bands. That's blood flow restriction. I had him on episode 267 and we talked about what it is. Why would you wrap something tightly around your arms and legs and work out? What are the benefits? What's the big deal? Why is this a thing that you should do? Well, this is kind of core biohacking stuff for me. We all want to get as fit as we possibly can, stronger, faster, recover quicker in the shortest period of time possible. And that's why blood flow restriction works so well. And there is a ton of chemical explanation why this happens, how this happens. But I wanted to go a little bit deeper with him in this episode. And so we talk a, a in detail about how to do this the best. You know, in 15 or 20 minutes a day, Five days a week is all you need to get the same benefits of like crushing yourself at the gym. And that is a pretty, that's a pretty bold claim. But the reason that it works is through a cascade of hormones that's released after you take these bands off. So you can do just simple bodyweight exercises. You can do three sets of 30, just like push-ups with these B-Strong bands on your arm pumped up to the specific amount of uh, pressure. And you're going to get the same benefits of working out really, really hard. You get to fatigue faster in a shorter period of time. In this episode, we also talk about why training at 60% gets you nowhere. (laughs) So if you're like kind of going through the motions, you're just kind of going to the gym and you're not really working that hard, it just really, it's it's not having any effect for you. And um, what what is the deal? What What actually is sympathetic tone? We talk about... Uh, a plan that he's building where you can get remote fitness training that's customizable to you based on some on some feedback that's tapped in to the exercise that you're doing remotely, which is pretty cool. He also gives us an age range. So if you're between the ages of 40 and 70, three times a week is enough. If you're between 15 and 40, five sessions a week is probably enough to get the same levels of intense exercise in a very short period of time. I myself use Be Strong about four days a week, and I use it with uh, the X3 bar, which I'm a giant fan of. I just go lighter with the bands, and I increase the repetition. So I do three sets of 30 with the B-Strong bands. You know, a lot of you have uh, have tried this out and reached out to me and said, hey, this really works. I really love this. I've seen seen the tags and posts on Instagram. You can follow me at Real Sean McCormick. And uh, this, is, this is a game-changing piece of exercise equipment. And you can kind of put it on while you're just cruising around the house. Dr. Jim Surrey Gunderson is a, a legend in, in fitness, and he works with um, uh, the U.S. ski team. He works uh, with Nike. He works at University of Oregon. He's just a, he's a legend in his own right, and uh, these blood flow restriction bands are insane. Um, it's really, really an awesome product. And of course, there's a discount code for you if the, you're interested in this. If you're already kind of fit, pretty fit, 
or if you are recovering from an injury or a surgery and you still want to get the benefits of intense workout, you can do that quicker with Be Strong. So you can go to Be Strong, that's the letter B, strong.training, and use the code OPP for 15% off. And I would get both bands, get the armbands and the leg bands, and you can get stronger. You can get leaner, faster than ever. Pretty awesome. Really cool episode. This is cutting edge biohacking stuff, and I'm happy to share it with you. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Jim Stray Gunderson. And we're here with Jim Stray Gunderson, one of just a couple of guests that I've had on the podcast for more than one. This is your return appearance. Uh, Jim, welcome back to the Optimal Performance Podcast. Sean, thank you very much. It's great to be here. You know, I... I'd like to do these follow-up episodes with products that I've been using for a while because, you know, uh, you know, since your first appearance, I think a lot of people are kind of wondering, well, how is that going for him? You know, how often does he use uh, the Be Strong bands? Uh, what have his, has his results been? And I'm excited to talk about those and, and to talk through them with you a little bit later. But doing these follow-up episodes are always are always fun for me. Um, people are not making the time they they're a lot of many of them are not going into the gym and they're looking for in-home solutions to get the most effect in the least amount of time and i want to just if you would kind of highlight again how the b strong bands how blood flow restriction operates to potentiate the uh, the effect of exercise just as a as a top line in case anyone missed your your first appearance yeah um, thanks, Sean. Um, the idea of B strong BFR training is that it takes otherwise really easy exercises and in combination with some blood flow restriction ends up making these easy exercises very intense and so intense that, um, you get, um, pretty robust feelings of fatigue when you're going through these workouts and it's those robust feelings of fatigue that the body takes and then uh, um, reacts to and uh, produces a very anabolic response so that you get a, you really get a lot for your training buck in terms of uh, advancing and, and improving your health and fitness. People, people can get motivated to try to make change and that sort of thing, but it's very, you know, there's lots of logistical things in the way. You don't have the right gear. You don't have the time. You don't have uh, the place to go and all these sorts of things that, that, that you mentioned. But in addition, even though that people that kind of get all those things organized, then, you know, they may try it for a while and they just do too much and they're just exhausted or they get injured and, uh, then they have to stop and then they've kind of lost the, the whole, whole nine yards. And um, uh, so one of the really nice things about Be Strong is that these are exercises anybody can do anywhere, anytime. And, um, and instead, of, uh, in, instead of just, you know, exhausting yourself, you're just getting a very good workout that's going to improve your health and fitness in a very short period of time that's manageable. So 15 to 20 minutes a day or five days a week, and you're good to go. That that's for me, that is the, that's everything. (laughs) 
for me, that's everything because I, I want to look good. Uh, I want to feel good. I want lean muscle mass, but I don't want to spend four hours. I don't want to spend 90 minutes a day working out. Frankly, um, right. I, I, I combine, I personally combine, uh, be strong with the X three bar and the X three bar is the band, uh, um, um, training system. Everybody's heard, everybody listening has heard this a thousand times, but it's, um, um, variable resistance. And, uh, I've, I, th- these two combined are absolutely incredible. And so I've been using be strong about three or four days a week. Um, I'll go really heavy on days that I don't use, uh, uh, the BFR bands. And I want to talk a little bit about why going super heavy with the B strong bands is not a good idea, but this is for me, this is like the, the key thing for biohacking is how do I get the most from the least? And, and, and that's what blood flow restriction. That's what B strong does is because of, because of the restriction of blood flow, you're able to get really tired really fast. So I don't know. Simple yeah. for me. Well, it's not that you aren't allowed to lift heavy with B strong bands on. It's it's just that most people can't. Ah. <laughs> and uh, and one of the things that we like to do is we like to get uh, multiple reps done in a course of an, an exercise. So typically it's three sets of thirty arm curls or as a very characteristic exercise. And, um, if those things are super heavy, you just can't do them 90 times. And, uh, we want to have that, what we're really trying to do is we're trying to exhaust the working muscle. So, uh, we need to have repeated contractions for a while, uh, to, if you will, let the energy, uh, let the muscle run out of the energy stores that it has. And then because of the blood flow restriction, they can't resupply those energy stores with oxygen in, in a timely fashion. And so what happens is you get a really good fatigue and failure signal uh, out of that muscle. And that elicits this systemic response, this anabolic response. Uh, one of the things you mentioned is, is very often uh, people will do, let's say, three be strong workouts a week and then have one standard uh, lifting session in addition. And that's great. Um, there, there's, uh, there's a good reason to uh, remind yourself of what those heavy loads are. And it's just that, it's just that you're able to uh, uh, avoid most of the damage that happens by doing something heavy all the time. So, um, and that ties into another thing. And that is that when um, we're able to do these light loads and blood flow restriction training, uh, we don't do a lot of damage to those tissues and therefore you recover or you improve your fitness at a, uh, at a more rapid rate than you would otherwise. Hmm. Yeah. I want to, I want to go a little bit deeper into the science. Cause af- after we, uh, uh, in post-production of the last episode, I was thinking about the, the sort of cascade effect afterward, that anabolic effect, um, that that's, that's super interesting to me. And I feel like we p- could probably go a little bit deeper into it is that it's not just going through the exercise 
with the B strong bands. That's the thing. It's the after effect. It's, it's the, it's the, 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 what happens to you, our blood flow to our extremities after the exercise, which is where like the magic happens. Do I have that right? And, and, and can you tell a little, talk a little bit more about what, what biologically is happening to us after we're done working out? Yeah. Yeah, Let's kind of briefly go over it from the start. So um, when you put the bands on and when you do any kind of exercise, any kind of muscle contraction, now the muscle is not getting the blood and the oxygen it needs in a timely manner. And so what happens, uh, I call it a, a disturbance of homeostasis, but, or a metabolic crisis or um, something along those lines where uh, the working muscle fatigues. And uh, that fatigue locally starts a process of protein synthesis in an attempt to repair whatever damage was there or to um, kind of react. This is what training is about. You know, you work out and you get tired and the body tries to, to fix that by building more and better muscle. Uh, at the same time, uh, the, uh, the brain is aware of what's going on. When, when, you're, when you're fatiguing, you feel that fatigue and there's cortical representation of it. And, um, and that happens because there are nerve endings, group three and four afferent nerve endings that are in all of our tissues that alert the uh, brain to uh, this disturbance of homeostasis that's going on. And when that happens, uh, it elicits, the brain decides, oh, well, it needs to, it needs to fix this kind of stuff. And um, there's a variety of reactions that happen. One of them is there's an increase in sympathetic tone. So um, heart rate, uh, uh, blood vessels may dilate that are going to those specific uh, tissues. Uh, there's a variety of changes that happen that are autonomically mediated. And then uh, there's also a neural humoral response, which, um, sorry. Um, That's your neural humoral response right there. Yeah, that was my neural humoral response. Warning me, there's a crisis in my muscle somewhere. Um, <laughs> anyhow, uh, what happens is this, the brain is reacting and produces what we call a systemic anabolic response. And this, this is shown by an increasing uh, secretion of growth hormone and a variety of other things. Uh, and these in turn go throughout the body and um, do things like uh, growth hormone goes to, to the liver to stimulate the production of insulin growth factor one or IGF-1, uh, which is also an anabolic hormone. And now these hormones this cascade uh, is going throughout the body and any tissues that we're exercising are going to uh, have their protein synthesis upregulated and amplified by this uh, neural humoral uh, milieu that they find themselves in. So uh, it's really a, and, and this kind of thing doesn't happen unless there's what is perceived by the body as intense exercise going on. So you can, you know, you can go for a nice leisurely walk, but you're not going to elicit this uh, 
neuro, the systemic anabolic response um, anywhere near to the same extent as you would with either really heavy lifting or uh, light lifting with, uh, yeah. with Be Strong. Or for example, uh, putting the bands on when you go for that walk. And if that produces that fatigue feeling, then all of a sudden you're getting, you're getting that uh, anabolic response because the brain has perceived that there's a problem that it's trying to fix. Yeah. And this is, this is sort of the inconvenient reality, I think, for some folks, which is you have to work out hard, or at least you have to trick your body into thinking that you're working out hard in order to right. get that response, right? right? You know, it's it's like the old no pain, no gain thing, but it's yeah. not it's not really that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and these feelings of fatigue or muscle soreness are not really pain. And you, it's different than right. saying getting burned or cut or, or scraped or something like that. It's, it's a, it's a feeling of fatigue and that feeling of fatigue is necessary for one to advance, uh, their levels of fitness. That is and and coming from a guy like yourself, not only as the, as the, the, you know, creator of this, um, but also as with your coaching background, you've worked with so many elite athletes. The understanding is like, you can't just mail it in. Uh, you know, you right. can't train at 60 or 75%. You can't train at 85% and expect, I mean, of course there are rest days, but you really can't train at that level and expect yourself to grow. You're not going to, you're not going to increase your times. You're not going to get stronger unless you're pushing that hard. What yeah. Um, there's, it, 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 it to some extent, it depends on whether or not this is endurance training or whether this is power training. So with power training, basically, if you're not getting after it in a session, you're not making the best use of your time. Hmm. In, in endurance sports or activities, um, about 80% of the, of the work is what we call kind of metabolic training. It's very, very easy uh, long, slow distance, that kind of thing, uh, which is, it's, it's not to, it's not intended to advance the power and, and speed of, of the muscle. It's, it's intended to get the metabolic systems just working really well. And uh, so that's a different kind of training. And so what, what we really want to do, or like, for example, for running, for example, um, 80% is this very easy uh, base training pace uh, that unless you go really long does not produce fatigue. And then there is 20% that is like intervals or races where you really are, or weight training, where you really are going for that fatigue signal. And it's the combination of those two things that uh, ends up really improving fitness. Right. This, this and and kind of, by the yeah. way, the, the idea of training it, like, let's call it 60%, that's kind of no man's land. And that, that just kind of tires you out, but doesn't get you the benefit of the hard training. <laughs> yeah. You're wasting, you're wasting my time. You're wasting your time. You know, what, right. don't, don't show up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's interesting to me because the, the, the be strong, achieves this it, it hacks this and, and and i keep using this term because this is the world that i that i live in 
you know, when it comes to biohacking and, and to me, this is, this is a biohacking device. This is a biohacking technology. You are, you are, you are shortening, you are tricking your system and doing it in a safe and effective way. And, yeah. Right. Yeah. I would say that the signal is the same, hmm. but instead of doing really hard damaging exercise, we've done easy exercise, but restricted the blood flow to those tissues. So we've gotten to that same signal in a, in a way that is much easier on the body. And just because when you take the bands off, all of a sudden the blood flows back where it belongs yeah. and uh, everybody's happy. Do maybe you can speak to this a little bit too, um, you know, because all essentially all of the exercise that I do is with be strong and X3. So I I'm not, I'm not doing, you know, super heavy bench press with, you know, or Olympic style weight lifts and so forth. Um, in fact, I've kind of even gotten away from even kettlebell exercises just cause it's, it just works for me. I'm, again, like I'm in at 37, I'm, I have the best physique I've ever had in my life and it's only getting better. So my question is around like lactic acid or soreness the next day. I have not noticed soreness after I've not noticed soreness like the next day, which makes it easier to show up and do the damn exercise yeah. the following day. Is there a connection there? Um, Yes. Um, however, there's a difference between uh, building lactate and, and muscle soreness. So um, with Be Strong, you actually uh, get higher lactate levels than you would for the exercise by itself. Because, and that's a reflection of the reliance on anaerobic metabolism. So one of the things we're doing with the blood flow restriction is we're limiting or not delivering in a timely fashion, the oxygen and nutrients that are needed for, to maintain this uh, work rate. And because of that, the body relies on muscle glycogen and um, which once that's broken down without the, without enough oxygen around, it produces lactate as one of its byproducts. Mm. But lactate per se um, is not a bad guy. It's just, it's just you know, kind of a half the size of a glucose molecule, but it is associated with a lot of things that produce a disturbance of homeostasis in the cell. So it's a good marker of intense exercise, but not necessarily a bad guy itself. Hmm. Now, the uh, muscle soreness that you might get a day or two after you've done a workout, that it, it it actually has a name called uh, delayed onset muscle soreness um, or DOMS. And uh, uh, that is a result of micro damage that's done to the muscle. And so when you're doing these contractions and particularly new contractions and particularly uh, really heavy contractions, some of the, some of the muscle fibers are, uh, get micro tears in their membranes. And that elicits an inflammatory reaction. And then all of a sudden there's swelling and there's various enzymes that are released to try to kind of clean up the debris that's hanging around. And that uh, inflammation produces the soreness two or three days or between one and three days after, after you've done something. Typically it's after you've done something new Hmm. And, uh, or if you've done something particularly heavy, 
Yeah. And, and is that, I mean, so then how, how does that connect to, does, do, is there less of that with be strong? Right. So with, with be strong, there's um, less damage done and therefore um, less inflammation, less soreness, all that sort of stuff. And so, um, uh, although I must say that um, if someone is just starting out with be strong, uh, often they um, uh, are doing exercises they haven't done in a long time. And in that case, they may get a little sore after the first session. Sure. But once, once they're beyond that, then everything, it's, there's less chance of soreness than there would be with uh, equivalent intense exercise. Right. One quick announcement and then right back into the episode. You know, as a biohacker, someone who is intricately interested in getting the absolute most output, most energy, highest level of lifestyle in my life, I realized that I had this giant gap in my experience because I didn't know what was going on inside of me. So I wanted to bring Eric from Inside Tracker in to tell us a little bit more about how this works and, and, and what the benefit is to you. So Eric, tell us a little bit about why Inside Tracker is the missing link for people who are looking to increase their health and performance. There's millions of people out there, you know, your listeners, millions of Americans and people across the globe that they want to take charge and they want to control their health and wellness. They want to increase their health span. They want to optimize their longevity. But we're sort of faced right now with this paradigm that's going on, this kind of rules-based reactive doctor knows best model. They're looking for something beyond that. They're looking for something really proactive that they can they can manage. They're looking for something personalized, something that's really specific to them. They're looking for something action oriented that they can not just get information, but take that information, digest it and and move beyond. And and these people, you know, they're not afraid to kind of look inside, as you mentioned, look in, and find the truth. I really enjoyed my experience with Inside Tracker. Again, I think it's the it is the thing that all of us need to know is what's going on inside of our body. Where are we right now? How can we make the changes? And the the platform has has made made it so easy for me to know exactly what I need to do in order to live longer with more energy and more vitality. And uh, so I just want to say thank you, Eric. Thanks for thanks for helping create such an amazing platform. Oh, well, thank you. And um, thanks to your listeners. And to all your listeners out there, please come check out Inside Tracker at insidetracker.com slash optimal. That's Sean's personal site. And uh, he's got some great discounts for you to come to come uh, explore and, and try Inside Tracker yourself. Okay, back to the episode. I want to circle back to the concept that if you want the benefits, you have to push hard or at least trick yourself into pushing hard because um, there is there's some research out there and there's also sort of a generalized conception that I think is not actually helping people, which is regardless of your physique or body type, regardless of um, your health, is if you do the work, if you are exercising in some way, if you're putting putting uh, miles in on a treadmill or doing a Peloton bike, um, um, that you're good. And it's too general. It's the, the concept is no matter how your fitness level is, if you're moving and getting your getting your ten thousand steps, then you're good. You're probably yeah. you're probably healthy. And 
we kind of know now that you can't, that's not really true. Let's unpack that a little bit. Um, So one thing is kind of true is if you're doing something that's better than nothing. Okay. Um, But uh, for example, with these, a lot of these workouts that you get online or uh, on TV or DVDs or whatever, you know, Jane Fonda videos from the past, uh, Richard Simmons, all those kinds, you know, they're, they're leading an exercise class, but, uh, and, and what they're doing may be right for the average of the class, but it's probably right for nobody in the class. And that is because it's too easy for some, it's too hard for others. And, you know, it, <laughs> you have these people, they're motivated and they, they end up just hammering themselves. And, uh, uh, if you do that day after day, it's just going to result in uh, quitting your New Year's resolution. So um, this is one of the big challenges in a lot of these kinds of sports. You need to get, you need to have a feedback loop to know what the right intensity is for the individual. We, we know we want to get a good fatigue signal. Uh, but exactly what exercises and how many reps and how many sets it takes to do that for a given individual is, is something that uh, that's, that's why we have coaches because coaches kind of can look in your eye and say, well, that's good, or that's a little bit too much, or maybe you need to go harder. And um, when you've got all of these things like Peloton and stuff like that, you just don't have that, that feedback loop. And that's one of the things, by the way, that's coming with Be Strong is we're, we're going to have that feedback loop for people. And uh, uh, that should be interesting. Let's, let's pause there. Can you, what do you mean by that? Tell, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. Okay. So um, you remember that I uh, mentioned this idea of um, altering and sympathetic autonomic tone. Uh, from doing, from getting a good fatigue signal. So we have ways of measuring sympathetic tone uh, from heart rate and something called heart rate variability. I don't know if you've heard of that, but yep, uh, yep, familiar. So, um, and we've been working on this the last year, but the general, the concept is, is that when you get a good fatigue signal you have a certain disruption uh, or change in your heart rate variability signal. And then the key is, uh, that's great, but then the key is how does somebody back at home base know about it? And um, we, we have this worked out where I, for example, I could have you working out and, and with a heart rate monitor on and know what your HRVR and then you is and then you and then you uh, communicate that to me and I say well that's good Sean or that's not so good or whatever um, but that obviously is not scalable so right now our challenge is to develop an automatic feedback loop where you can take you get measurements of your heart rate variability uh, during a be strong workout and uh, you send that up to the cloud somewhere. It rattles around for a while and within seconds comes back and says, you know, 
gives you a grade on, on the workout in terms of, uh, we haven't really specified, but we're thinking a one, one or zero through five, where a five is a really, really good workout and a zero is uh, not quite good enough. So in, in that way, whatever the individual is doing, we can give them feedback on whether or not, and they can get feedback themselves on whether or not uh, what they're doing is right. Interesting. And get out of this whole thing. So it sets the stage for this home exercise that it's monitored and managed and turns out to be, can be really effective. Yeah, I could totally see that. I mean, that you're right. That's the thing that's missing from, I mean, that quantification, that biological quantification is what's missing from all the Pelotons and the, all of the stuff, you know, the, the, whatever, I don't, it's funny. Like I have no idea what's out there besides there's a mirror thing where you can work out yeah. in front of the mirror, but I don't quite know how that works. I, I think I, and, and, and are they really working with you or are they working with, you know, 7,000 people and you're in the class where there's some, somebody behind the one way mirror. Yeah. Uh, having a good time. <laughs> like, you're, <laughs> like you're being interrogated. Yeah. yeah. And what you're suggesting and where you're going with this, which I, I honestly, I had not thought of until now is how do you have that quantification in real time so that someone on the, on the B strong HQ and says, Hey, Sean, um, you've done those three sets of 30, but your heart rate variability is showing me that you haven't gone quite hard enough. You want to do another set of 30 and I want you to go slower and I want you to go heavier or whatever so that we can reach that, that sweet spot. Yeah. Is that and what we're we, talking about? We can, we can do that now, except that, um, for example, I and some of my assistants can, you know, maybe manage 20 to 30 people. So that doesn't work. So the real thing we're working on right now is automating this and almost making it a artificial intelligence thing. So there, so there's, a series of signals that we see that we know are associated with a, with a good workout. And, and so there's just a loop, the computer, the computer ends up seeing those signals and boom, it just sends back way to go guy. And, um, and in, in that way, that's scalable can, can be used for everybody. Yeah. That's fascinating to me. Uh, is heart rate variability, the marker that you're looking at? Um, it's the, um, kind well, I would say heart rate and heart rate variability. And there, there are a number of, uh, heart rate variability markers or values that, that we look at. Um, the <laughs> next evolution of this is we're going to have GPS and accelerometers and a variety of other things. And, and be able to characterize the absolute workloads, whether somebody's going for a five mile run or, or doing a weight workout or whatever. Um, that's even farther down the line. <laughs> it, it's, it's really exciting to me again, because if there is a way to get the most from the least with quantification and direct feedback, hey, Sean, uh, it's do 35 this set. Sean, uh, you know, you push further, push harder. They are most likely going too hard for themselves at that moment in time. 
And this would be a system that would be able to tell them that and yeah. tell them that, hang on there, guy. Don't, don't quite go so hard right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's... And, and, and in, at the end of the day, it makes a difference between being involved with regular exercise and not and getting the health benefits of regular exercise and not. So it's, um, it's really exciting. And it's, it's, uh, um, you know, we, we hope to offer this as a subscription for people who uh, buy B strong bands. That's awesome. Yeah. I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait to see where this goes. It's really, it's really exciting. It's, it's futuristic. It's effective. Uh, it, it leverages, you know, uh, the technology with, with, we know with stuff that we know what works. Um, I've got a couple other questions for you. So um, I want to go back to this concept of um, just walking. Uh, even if you're, and I th- here's here, l- l- let me cut to it. So for folks who are drastically out of shape, so who are either overweight or obese, you know, they're being told, you know, um, you know, there's healthy in all sizes and, um, you, you may, you may be five, four, uh, two eighty, but you're healthy. Um, <laughs> and I, and I exa- I exaggerate, but, and this is not, this is not, this is, it's delicate stuff here, but you know, there was a, um, uh, the cover of cosmopolitan magazine, what a month and a half ago or something included a picture of a woman who was in, in all in morbidly obese by all you know accounts and it was a body the body positive movement and it's it's un uh, it's inconvenient however celebrating someone who is um, pre-diabetic uh, that wants to look good or or that wants to feel good about nor- normalizing obesity i think is super scary and telling someone who is morbidly obese that it's okay, go get your 10,000 steps and you're going to be fine. You're going to be good. It's just not the case. And they have to work. They have to have enough energy to work hard to get the benefit. And that's, that's challenging for a lot of people. um, There's a number of facets to all this stuff. So, no one should be psychologically shamed or made to feel bad about themselves. On the other hand, uh, you know, we have to recognize that uh, being overweight or uh, not having our blood sugar under control or our lipid profile or our blood pressure, um, those things will turn around and decrease your health and fitness and lead to a number of chronic diseases that we, uh, a lot of people suffer from in, in this country. And, and you touched on one of the things, and that is particularly for very heavy people, it's really hard to do enough exercise to make a dent in, and burn enough calories to address the problem. And so again, this is one of the things that Be Strong does so well. Um, part of this systemic response and part of the secretion of growth hormone is something, uh, one of the effects is something called lipolytic, and, uh, which means breaking down fat. And it, when you have this sort of thing and, and uh, heavy, heavier people can do B strong exercises just like anyone else. 
and um, they can get this uh, lipolytic hormonal response, which kind of accelerates uh, their weight loss. And one of the things we see with men, with virtually everybody who does uh, be strong is that not only do they get stronger, but they get leaner. And so they're losing body fat with this. And so this is another strong point for uh, this kind of exercise. And uh, hopefully uh, we can get them to address this in a way that doesn't exhaust them and therefore they continue to do it. And a little bit of something over a long period of time has tremendous effects. Yeah, I, I, we've all we've all been discouraged uh, the day after a hard workout when your body is sore and you're you know you're stiff or your knees kind of doing something funny and and I think for for people who are who are who are really heavy, uh, it's it's disheartening to to wake up the next day after after exercising and be so tired from the day before. Uh, and stiff and uncomfortable that this is like, man, I just got to do this all over again. And it's, and it's tricky. And I'm saying this from a place of there, I, I, there it's in my family. This is, this is, this is really close to home for me. Um, it's, it's really challenging. And even if you're eating right, which is, uh, what's eating right, but if you're doing a good job, you're not getting too many calories. Um, if you're, if you're metabolically dysfunctional, um, there's gotta be a way for you to preserve that energy to con- stay consistent with it. And, and, I, and I wanted to speak to the lean mass thing too, um, from experience from me and many of the listeners that have purchased the be strong bands and have seen the effects, not only are they stronger, but they are super lean myself included what I've noticed. And, and maybe it's just, I couldn't, I couldn't make the connection you know, the, the cuffs, the bands are on the, you know, between the shoulder and the bicep on your arms and then up really high on your legs, you know, kind of up underneath your butt, you know, high, high thighs. I didn't make the connection, uh, to the fact that I would actually get lean in my midsection, that my core was going to benefit in the way that it did. But lo and behold, over time, I, I continue to see my fat decrease. I can see abs a little bit. I can see my core. And, and is it, is it just because of the general uh, process, the general cascade just had, they just happen to be on my limbs and it just helps yeah, everything. It's, it's, it's because of the systemic effect that systemic anabolic lipolytic effect that, uh, um, you know, when you do pushups or, um, whatever, uh, even bicep curls, if you're standing doing bicep curls, you're using your core muscles to stabilize you. And so when the growth hormone and the insulin growth factor one and testosterone are, are flying around the body, they're also helping those core muscles that have had a workout as well, even though their blood flow was not restricted and was just fine. So um, this really is a... Um, normally you have to have, uh, pretty, pretty vigorous whole body exercise to burn enough calories to address this kind of thing. But this is again, another biohack of a way of starting that, uh, uh, hormonal process to really, uh, uh, address, um, 
reducing your fat mass. Yeah, I, I, it continues continues to surprise me. Um, I I I love it. And there's also, you know, I posted a picture what a couple of weeks ago after workout with the bands on, and I had long I had a long sleeve shirt on, and I just looked so pumped. <laughs> like <laughs> I just looked so I looked I, I got a good pump. My muscles were were round. Uh, I felt like a million bucks, and and I had I had people that I hadn't heard from for a long time, like people back from high school, they're like, Holy smokes, Sean, what are you doing? And I said, I'm working out for 10 minutes a day. And people are like, they just, they just don't, they, they, they have cognitive dissonance around <laughs> it because they, they honestly, they can't see how that's possible. So what I want to do is I want to really break this down and make this really practical for people. So we, we know sort of the science around it. We know why it's good. Uh, we know how it works. You know, how I'll invite everybody to go back and listen to the first um, the first appearance that you did, um, in, in the beginning of the show, I'll have done that already, but I want to just like, I want to go down the list. How long per session, how many times a week? Um, uh, what's the importance of nitric oxide? If you could tackle those three. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, uh, well, nitric oxide, let's deal with that first. Um, nitric oxide is responsible or, partially responsible or part of the cascade of um, endothelial health. And uh, uh, what that means is seeing to the elasticity and um, uh, health of the inner linings of the of, uh, arteries, arterioles, and capillaries. Um, and when we do be strong, uh, it's been shown that we... Uh, release nitric oxide and that we stimulate an increase in uh, enzymes that make ni nitrous oxide, uh, nitric oxide synthase. So um, uh, all things being equal, there's really good indication that uh, B-Strong stimulates the production and uh, levels of nitric oxide, which in turn uh, give us uh, good capillaries and arteries and veins and that sort of thing. Um, this business about how often and how long and all that sort of stuff, you know, the real answer is, um, it can be as much as twice a day and 30 minutes for each session. And, uh, uh, and it, on the other hand, it could be just twice a week, uh, for 30 sessions or 20, 20 to 30 minutes. Um, and, uh, uh, what's right for you, again, depends on what your level of fitness is, what kind of exercise you're used to, all sorts of other things. Um, and this is also what this monitoring program would be about. Because the bottom line is whether or not your health and fitness are improving. If, if they're improving, whatever it is you're doing, it's to the good. And on the other hand, if you're getting exhausted and you can't continue, that's not, not so good. So um, we need to, and until, until we get this system organized, um, we're gonna have to uh, go by kind of rules of thumb. And I would say that for most, um, most people between the ages of, let's say um, 40 and, and you now we can, pick a number 70, whatever, generally three times a week is, is a good number to shoot for three B strong sessions a week. 
um, let's say 15 to 40, you can tolerate five sessions a week and maybe 70 to 100 plus uh, twice a week is probably a good thing to look at. Another thing that happens is if someone happens to get injured and let's say they were used to working out twice a day, then, and now they can't do their normal workouts anymore because of the injury, they could work out with Be Strong twice a day. And um, uh, generally these uh, sessions are in the 30 minute range and um, uh, you should use a variety of exercises. You can, you can um, do exercises that only involve the upper extremity um, and you just put the arm bands on or you can uh, use just the leg bands for leg exercises or you can put all four bands on and, and do whole body exercises. Uh, these things end up being more or less up to you and what makes you feel good. And again, the bottom line is, is that over time, if you're feeling like your fitness is improving, you're doing the right thing. And if you feel like you're just getting exhausted, then maybe you need to back off, uh, either in terms of how often a week or, um, how many different exercises you're doing or whatever. So, yeah. Uh, one thing that I've been doing recently and that I, I know some other of, uh, of both listeners and coaching clients of mine have been doing is just to put them on and like wear them around the house, like cooking dinner, wearing them while you're cooking dinner and just like squeezing your butt cheeks together a little bit, you know, <laughs> like standing. I, at, I love that? the, I love the idea of uh, killing multiple birds with one stone. I, I, it, 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 it works. It's works so well. I mean, like literally got all four on making, Maybe I should put my bands on and I know. <laughs> yeah. You cooking, cooking breakfast for the kids, like starting my day with, with some, you know, um, extra awesome, totally doable exercise, squeezing my butt cheeks together, making eggs for the kids in the morning. Um, doing some like body weight squats, you know, pushing off the counter, wearing, wearing right. the, the arm cuffs, super simple, super easy. Or, and then, or for example, you know, you, you got to walk the dog. So right. um, put your bands on while you take the dog for a walk. Yeah. I, I, the, the, the hardest part of it is finding out the right um, uh, apparel to wear. You know, you, you're, you're the kind of guy that lives in sports gear, you know, lucky, lucky yeah. you, you've chose the right profession where you didn't, you know, you don't have to put a shirt and tie on. Not like I do either, but um, what now I've been doing more than more often than not is now I'm wearing like um, tights uh, mm. kind of all day. Cause I don't, again, nobody sees the lower half of my body anyway, it's zoom calls and coaching calls, but I've been wearing tights now just about every day so that I can put the bands on and off quickly. And then, um, and then I'll wear, you know, just like a regular t-shirt to put it on over, mm. uh, over the t-shirt. It's like, you know, so now I'm sort of gravitating into now, this like uh, athleisure. Actually, you know, almost all clothing, uh, works. Okay. Uh, you know, you can put the armbands on over a long sleeve shirt, no problem. Um, you probably, you're not going to get the best results if you, if you keep your uh, sport coat on. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and that's the only issue. Um, for example, for our alpine skiers, uh, they use the bands when they're doing runs on the slopes. 
And when they when they're in their skin suits and that sort of thing, the bands just go right over that, no problem. Uh, or bike shorts, for example. Um, but if they have warm-ups on that are kind of thick and insulated and everything else, that that's not exactly the best thing. Or a big heavy sweater, um, you know. It, it, as it is, I've got I've got kind of a long sleeve shirt on, but it's not it's not very thick at all. And uh, you know, so Nike Nike running any, gear goes on anything. Yeah. I, what I've been tending to do is, um, uh, if not tights, then I'll just um, put them so, on. Yeah. yeah. So Sean, I've, I've got jeans on right now. Yeah. It'd, it'd be fine for the jeans. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been, I've been doing, I mean, I, I mean, I, I know I'm not alone here, but I'm wearing sweatpants most of the time now, just about every day. Uh, and I'll, I'll pull the sweats down. I'll put it on over my underwear and then pull my sweats over the bands. I'll put yeah. them on as, yeah. uh, as Jim, for those of you watching on YouTube, you can actually see Jim. He's, he's putting the cuffs on now. This is actually a good example for, for, for those of you who are listening now, you can go to YouTube and, uh, and, and, and catch this conversation there. Uh, Jim's going through the process of, of how to put the bands on. Um, he just put one on his right arm and he looks like he's going to, he's going to put the other one on, the, on his left arm. Yeah. And pump it up. Can we talk about the, uh, the pressure for, um, how, how much, how much pressure for, for people? Yeah. Um, so we have, um, that's actually a really good thing to touch on. Um, the, we have, we have some competitors out there that have a different style of BFR. And the difference between them is, um, I'll show you, is uh, when, we, when, we, when we pressurize our, our bands, they're, they're elastic. I don't know if you can see this right here, but um, it, can, uh, it, it has a little elasticity to it from, from, the, from the, our design. And these other things are like blood pressure cuffs or surgical tourniquets that don't uh, really stretch at all once, once they're in place. And uh, those devices use something called limb occlusion pressure to decide what the right pressure is for you. Um, and it, what it means is they, they put the pressure up as high as it takes to cut off the arterial inflow. And... Uh, um, and then they back off from there. But uh, that is the one thing that is dangerous and unsafe is to cut off the arterial blood supply. Uh, in our case, um, because of our design, we can't use that method and our bands don't occlude. So um, uh, what we do is over, over the years of trying this, uh, we have an initial starting pressure recommendation for um, uh, a given uh, color uh, color band. And so our green number one bands are, we say go to 150 millimeters of mercury first, the red one is 200, uh, the blue one's uh, 250 and the yellow one's uh, 300. And that's just a starting point because then what happens is uh, you want to be able to um, uh, use a robust fatigue signal as whether or not you have the pressure and the exercises right. So if you put it on at 200, 
and you go through a series of exercises and you get a good fatigue signal, you're good to go. You just go to that same pressure the next time. And on the other hand, if for whatever reason you're, um, you end up not getting a robust fatigue signal, then you can uh, increase the pressure to 250 on, on the next session that you do. Yeah. For, for me, I do, uh, I use the red, the red ones for my arms and I pump those up to 250. Yeah. And then I use the blue ones for the legs and I pump those up to 300. That's the same for me. Yeah. And, and, and over time you end up, as you get fitter, you end up uh, using higher pressures. So very often I'm going to 300 on my arms. Oh, okay. All right. There we go. All right. Okay. Well, it's maybe it's time for me to step my game up a little bit. Yeah. So there, there's 300 right there. You can't see it, but. Yep. Um, and, and uh, I'm 350, 400 on my, on my legs. Oh, I think I need to. I, yeah. Well, <sighs> But, but Sean, the, the, the key is, is whether or not you're getting a good fatigue signal. Well, if you're, if you're getting a good fatigue signal, then you're good. Well, I, I, I think that I like my, probably like a lot of people who are not fitness experts, you don't really know what that means. You know, you do feel like a little fatigue. You do feel like you're fatiguing, but you're not, again, this is why the, 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 the courses and the, uh, and the, the yeah. virtual assistant are kind of key because like, I do feel tired, but in retrospect, I don't feel quite as fatigued as I did when I first started. And the other mm-hmm. thing too is, in, well, so, yeah. so, uh, you know, crank it to 300 the next time you do it and see what the feelings are. Yeah. See if it makes a difference. Yeah. I will talk through like the sensations a little bit too. Cause, cause what happens is your veins start to really pop. You, you really get, you, you get veiny. Like as soon as you pump it up, even without doing the exercise, you'll see bicep, you'll see veins in your forearms. Uh, you'll see veins kind of all over the place on your arms and on your legs. And, and sometimes after you're done with your workout, you will have some discoloration below, like from your arm down to your, you know, to your forearm or so it will be redder because, mm-hmm. uh, because the, because the blood flow was restricted. So sometimes you'll get a little bit of, uh, it, it, it's not because it was restricted. It's because the, um, the blood vessels in the skin have opened up. They've dilated from, from that sympathetic mm-hmm. response where it causes, you know, in many ways you can think about this teleologically where, um, the body recognizes, well, I'm not getting enough blood to the working muscle. So let me open up the arteries and try to pump more blood in there. Right. And so that's why those tissues end up uh, getting engorged oh, and distended. Got it. Got it. Okay. Cause if there, you, sometimes you'll, you will have some discoloration for 10, 10 minutes, five, 10 minutes after your exercise is done. Yeah. Uh, sometimes if you really push it, uh, it kind of gets dusky purple and, and sometimes people get orange splotches and huh. uh, all sorts of redness. And um, then every so often some little white splotches where uh, apparently there's not a lot of blood flow going. And, uh, but all those things go away as soon as you take the bands off. Yeah. And actually, if you're getting those things, you actually know you're getting a good be strong session. Right. In, yeah. in addition to those feelings of fatigue. 
Nice. Well, I'm kind of stoked. I, in fact, I'm going to, as soon as we're done here, I'm going to go, I'm going to go work out. Yeah. I, I'm ahead of you guy. I'm gone. Hey, I gotta go. I gotta go. As Jim is doing uh bicep curls. Unweighted arm curls. Yeah. Still good stuff. It's incredible. I love it. I, I really do. I, you know, I, I want to be my best and I don't want to spend all day, every day doing it. And and I know firsthand, I can think of five people off the top of my head that that bought the special offer in your first appearance and absolutely love the effects, are astounded, like within the first couple of workouts, are astounded at the results that they see, like leaner muscle, more fatigue, like feels like actually feel strong and look strong in a really short period of time. I, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan and, you know, and the thing you brought up about killing two birds with one stone, it's huge. And, you know, this is something that, uh, um, and I'm feeling a little fatigued right now after just those unweighted arm curls and my bands at 300 and, um, uh, it's, it's really convenient. You can do it anywhere. Uh, you know, before COVID people could take these to the office and, and, you know, when they get a little 15 minutes or while they're doing something on the computer, you know, you you get your forearms a little fatigued. So, yeah. And, and another, another way we use these things is, uh, you know, on when we, when we used to travel to Europe, uh, uh, we would put these on and, and have a couple sessions, one at the beginning of the flight and one towards the end of the flight. Right. And you get two sessions and you can do just exercises in your seat. And that's uh, uh, good for all sorts of things. It sure is. Yeah, it sure is. I, I, I can't speak highly enough about it. And I'm going to remind everybody, um, you can go to bestrongtraining.com and use the code OPP and that'll give you 15% off, 15, 15% off. And yeah, I, and it's, it's yeah. the letter B, uh, yes. as opposed to B E. Yep. Yep. I, I, I really like getting excited and supporting, um, products and companies that I really believe in. And we talked in the first episode about um, how this can help the elderly, um, how this is accessible for people that don't, that can't really do uh, strenuous exercise. And today we've talked a, a little bit about how um, this can help people who are struggling with weight issues and they can get that level of fatigue that will actually begin to start to burn fat and to get them back, uh, back on, on, on track. And so um, I, I just, I love, I love the company. I can't wait to see, uh, where it develops, where you guys go with the, with the guided stuff and the, and the AI. I think that's really exciting when that thing's ready to go. We'll have you back for number three. And by that time, I'm just going to be this chiseled Greek God. And, um, that's the goal, man. All right. <laughs> uh, it, it's always a pleasure talking with you, Sean. Thanks, Jim. So take care.